Welcome to the Expat Cast. This is the podcast where expats share their stories about fitting in, standing out, and every mishap on the journey to finding home abroad. I'm your host, Nicole. One very critical coping method that I have for navigating life abroad is escapism. Sometimes I escape through reading a good book, or I escape through throwing on my headphones and going for a jog. But honestly, my favorite way to escape all of the stress that comes with living in a country that is not your own is to grab a couple friends, make our favorite snacks, grab a glass of wine, and watch The Bachelor. I left my home country of the U.S. and have been living abroad in Freiburg, Germany for five and a half years now, and truly since the beginning, watching The Bachelor has been a part of how I do this whole thing. It's, it's been my go-to method for just taking a little break. And when I found friends who were willing to watch it with me, I was thrilled, and it became such a thing for us because sometimes we would get to see some of the commercials that aired with the original broadcast, and oh my goodness, seeing like an Applebee's menu or like hearing the jingle of that random tire store just brings me back to like such specific experiences in the U.S. that you just forget about when you're not living there. And it was really cool when friends from home would reference like pop culture things related to The Bachelor and I actually knew what they were talking about for once. It almost made me feel cool. There are so many reasons that the experience of watching The Bachelor is to me just like a perfect pairing for someone living abroad. And today it all comes full circle because this episode is with Kendall Long. Kendall was on The Bachelor a couple years ago, was on Bachelor in Paradise, and she was a fan favorite uh, for many people, including my friends and I. We just loved how curious she was. She, she was just this cool, really kind person who had very specific interests in things like animals and biology. So when I saw that Kendall and her fiance are moving to Germany, and not just Germany, Stuttgart, Germany, which is in my neck of the woods, I was so thrilled. Not just because for me, as a completely biased person, I just thought it was cool that someone I admired was coming to a place I admired, but because I thought, wow, this is just a perfect match of place and person. And I'm so excited for her and her fiance, and I'm so excited for Germany because I think they're very, very lucky to have these new residents. I was sitting there thinking these nice thoughts, and then I was like, oh my gosh, hey, wait, I have a whole podcast where I just talk to people who live abroad. And so I messaged Kendall, and, and here we are, today's episode. It was unsurprisingly an absolute delight to talk to Kendall. She's about one or two months into living in Germany, and what's fun about this is I am one to two months from leaving Germany. My stint in Germany is coming to an end, at least for now, and I'm heading off to another chapter of my expat life in South America. So getting to talk to someone who is new to these parts made me also reflect about, wow, I've actually learned a couple things in my time here, and it was really fun to get to hand off some of that knowledge to Kendall and share in some of her first impressions and curiosities that she's gathered by coming to Germany with fresh eyes. We get into dog culture in Germany, we talk about travel across Europe, we talk about how amazing DM is, if you know, you know, <laughs> and much more. So go ahead, grab your favorite snack to munch on while watching The Bachelor. For me and my friends, it was melted camembert cheese with garlic and rosemary and a little bit of white wine. We'd bake it in the oven and then dip our really delicious German bread into it like little DIY fondue can recommend. So grab your camembert or whatever your version of that is and enjoy this fun talk with Kendall. Mm -hmm. 
my name is Kendall Long. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California, and I'm currently residing in Stuttgart, Germany. I've been in Stuttgart for a little over a month, so not long at all. That's really, really exciting. I actually, Stuttgart's also the very first place that I was in Germany as well, although honestly, it was only the airport, but that's where I landed my first trip. It's a good place to be, I think. It is. So far, I'm really, really liking it. I'm living in Dagerloch, which is a little bit south of the main city, um, and we're looking to get an apartment. So my fiance and I are exploring all the different areas of uh, around Stuttgart, and it's there's a lot of really cool things to explore. Yeah, one thing I really love about Stuttgart is that it's sort of nestled in this valley, so you're just in a bowl. <laughs> you're just surrounded by these beautiful hills. You can go up them and get a good view. It just sort of adds a nice structure to the geography there, I find. Oh, there's so many um, like lookout points, like parks that are yeah really high up where you can see like most of the city. There's a lot of farms and farm animals around where we are. So I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, just the nature of it and the views. Um, it's a really, a really beautiful city. And well, I mean, first question is how how did you end up here? My fiance and I, Mitch, he we were talking kind of relatively early on in our relationship about where we saw ourselves, like experiences that we wanted to have. And he was telling me that through his job, he could work abroad. And he's like, oh man, you know, we met, I was going to do it before we met, but now that we've met, you know, we probably will stay in Los Angeles. And I was like, hold up. I was like, I feel like traveling abroad would be such a cool experience. Like, why don't you look for jobs abroad? It, why don't we just do it? And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. So um, he ended up like applying to different jobs and Stuttgart in Germany was one of the jobs that stuck and we just decided to move here from there. So, Well, that must have been such a fun, exciting process too. Like, I'm sure there was also an, an era where you're like, oh, there's a job in Vietnam. We're looking into that. There's a job in England. Maybe we'll go there. And you get to like imagine all these lives for yourself. It's, it's so crazy because there are so many. He does engineering. So there's a lot of different opportunities around the world. And before we officially kind of settled on Germany, we were thinking like Hawaii or Italy or and even after Germany, we might go to other places around the world. We're just not sure yet. We're still kind of up in the air. And this is our first time both living away from our families in a different country. So, you know, <laughs> our first time living together. So we're like, all right, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'll warn you now. I'm sure not. I'm not the first person to warn you, but it definitely it give you the bug. And once, you ha once you've settled in and gotten through like the worst of adjusting, it's like the coolest, funnest thing ever. So <laughs> warning. You might love it too much. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot to take in. There's so many things that I didn't even think about, I guess, different obstacles before I came here, but definitely learning a lot and enjoying the process of that. And I'm really excited for Germany to start feeling, feeling like home. I'm also curious then, how much did you know about Germany like before coming here? Um, I've never been to Germany before, so I knew very little. I knew that the language was really difficult, um, and I knew that I do have a friend that's actually from nearby Stuttgart. So he lives here currently in Stuttgart. He stayed with my family for a couple weeks back in high school. I knew a little bit from him living around here, but other than that, I really didn't know much. I thought I did think it was going to be very difficult to find friends here because Germans I heard like kept to themselves. 
Um, and they took recycling very seriously. <laughs> but other than that, I didn't know much. It's funny, right? I feel like if you think about Europe, especially Western Europe, as an American, weirdly, we don't know much about Germany. Like, I could tell you five things about France, about England, Belgium, even the Netherlands, like smaller countries. But Germany, I'm like, I don't know, like, beers castles that's about it yeah, oktoberfest you know yeah. <laughs> yeah i still haven't had beer here i can't believe it what <laughs> i know I, the wine i'm finding is so great here and it's like five bucks at the store for a bottle so but i haven't had beer you know what at this point i mean maybe what you should do is just wait until it's spring and the beer gardens open because i let me tell you that getting it first off from a, like a draft beer in a beer garden outside on like one of the first nice spring days I just get chills thinking about it. It's one of my my happiest things that can happen in the world. <laughs> and if that's your first one, that's like a really good place to start. <laughs> Honestly, though, the torture is seeing all the beer gardens that are closed yeah. and just like fantasizing about actually participating in them like later on because so many people have said that spring and summer, like everyone's out and very social, like the beer gardens are open. Um, so I'm really excited for our first spring here. Oh, yeah, we came during Christmas time, which is one of the most magical times in Germany. Yeah. It can only get better from there, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, I thought so. So I'm I'm also from the U.S. Um, and I've been living actually in the same state as you, Baden-Württemberg, um, in a city called Freiburg for about five and a half years now. So I thought it would be fun for this episode. I sort of gathered some thoughts, topics that I would think about to tell. You know, if, if I knew someone who was moving here, knew what would I want to tell them? And then I also asked you to think about like what are some things that are standing out to you where you're like, what the heck is this? Or how do I do X Y Yes. Um, so let's start there. Let's start with what you jotted down. Well, firstly, I think something that's been really important for me moving here is learning the language. So I've been listening to different German podcasts and I want to sign up for some actual in-person classes. But how how did you find was like the easiest way for you to learn the language? Because I don't want to leave here and not have like mastered German to some extent. Um, okay, well, first off, it is difficult. You know, I, I, for instance, just started learning Spanish, and I'm blown away by how much easier it is, at least at the beginning. So the way I think about it with German is like, it is such a precise language that it actually takes kind of a long time before you can actually say a sentence properly. Like, you know, the word red, if you're saying the red hat, red changes what it is or how it's spelled depending on where it is in the sentence and what form oh, no. it's taken. I know it's really <laughs> it's really difficult. The good news is if you just take your best guess and don't let the preciseness hold you back, you'll get a lot further. You'll be wrong. You'll be technically wrong, but you'll be communicating, you know, and that's that's the goal at the end of the day. So first off, it's not just you having a hard time. The language is is super tough. And I would also say coming in here, the culture can be a bit rigid. So it's, you know, if, if if a language class starts on the 1st of March, it starts on the 1st of March, and you're not going to really find much flexibility with someone to say, oh, yeah, just start a little late. But there are a lot of really good podcasts and YouTube channels that you can do. And I think if you really just start chipping away at things, it will start coming together. For me, the most fun thing I did at the beginning was <laughs> I grabbed a bunch of index cards, um, at best have some some color-coded um, cards or color-coded markers, and just mm. look up like, what is the wall in German? 
And then I, I think, I mean, I might be getting this wrong right now, but I think it's <laughs> D Vond, like um, feminine D and then Vond is wall. And mm-hmm. you just write D Vond and you tape it on your wall. And then you do that for like everything in your room or your house. Oh, see, that's such a good idea. I actually, <laughs> I brought um, a label maker. I thought that'd be so funny just to label everything. So I- I'm glad that that worked for you. Another really fun thing is you can find a tandem partner. So this basically means you find someone who's wanting to work on their English and you're wanting to work on your German. So let's say it's a German person from Stuttgart and you guys just meet up. Let's say it's twice a week, right? And the first time you have coffee together for an hour and you try to only speak English. And then the second time you meet up for coffee for an hour and you try to only speak German or you focus at least on practicing your German. And that can be a really fun way to be social, especially at the beginning when it might be a little bit hard to make friends. You also get to know the culture through this person who is from that culture. Um, And you get to share your own, which I think also like bringing your own background into it, that can be really helpful. Are there certain apps or certain um, different areas you can find someone who's interested in that or... I'm sure there's a couple expat groups on Facebook. I honestly, I'm not a Facebook person, but for the groups, especially living abroad, it can be really worth it. There is a website. I want to say it's called Tandem. And that matches people even like online if you don't want to do in person. So I can link to it in the show notes. Oh, okay. Awesome. I will definitely look into that because that sounds like a really fun idea. And just stick to it. I mean, I thought I was good at admitting my faults and my failures, but it was brutal definitely at first and (laughs) it's a whole new level, but I just, you know, try to have fun with it. Try to remember, you know, learning language isn't equal to my self-worth. Well, no, it is hard because saying things, even if they're incorrect, like I remember I was learning how to say, um, Entschuldigung, ich kann nicht gut Deutsch sprechen, uh, which it means, sorry, or excuse me, um, I can't speak German what good I think that's what I said yeah 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 exactly <laughs> and then sprechen English that's how I'm like trying to intro my conversations and I butchered it completely when I first said it at the checkout checkout counter um <laughs> and the woman just looked at me like I don't know what you're saying she was trying to ask if I wanted a receipt and I didn't know what she was trying to ask me so I was oh. like Well, and that's the other thing with it too. Like sometimes, especially customer service people aren't the most prepared to meet someone not from Germany or maybe even the most open to trying and and meeting you halfway. And so sometimes you might not get the most friendly response, but (laughs) that's just part of it. And just brush it off. Keep keep going. I think I'm getting braver the more I get into a routine of like certain interactions. So that is something that I'm, I'm just trying to sneak in German phrases. I'm like listening to what other people say when they're at the checkout counter. Yeah. (laughs) I'll like copy the way they say bye. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. And then another question I had is, so moving here, the apartment searching, we moved here about like a month ago and it's been so much more difficult finding an apartment than I, than I expected. A lot of people have been telling me that you need to be more personal and like express more about yourself when you're trying to get an apartment and be more aggressive in terms of like calling. Like what's your experience with like getting a place here, like a good place? Because they get snapped up pretty quick. They do for sure. Yeah, that's a huge topic in Germany, especially in the South. There's just not enough apartments. And so the landlords do get to be really picky. So I think that's actually really good advice to, to keep it personal. 
Honestly, for me, at the beginning, especially when I didn't feel that comfortable speaking German, I would stick to emails because I I would just have a form email that I've written, had someone check, and then I could kind of just change a couple of the details and hit send. In that email, honestly, think of it as like online dating or applying (laughs) for a job. Like the things that are going to make you stand out are the things that are personal to you. So, you know, a lot of people are going to have good enough income. A lot of people are going to have the criteria that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, But for instance, one time I got an apartment because the people who owned it had a vacation home in South Carolina and I used to live there and and we had this kind of connection and we built off of that. So, you know, I used to go into it thinking like, oh no, like being being from the U.S. is going to be a, like a detriment. Like people are going to want to rent to a German. How I do I do I was worried about that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But honestly, and especially in Stuttgart, they have a huge U.S. American military population there. So mm-hmm. there are going to be people out there who have some connection to the U.S. and might be excited to rent to someone like you. And so just include a little, you know, couple of facts. You have a dog, right? I do. I have a little weenie dog. He's not here yet. He's going to be figuring out all of his rabies shots. It's a whole, it's a complicated situation. Of but course, yeah. Hopefully he'll be here soon. Yeah, so maybe like a cute like family photo, like you, your fiance and the dog or something like that, because people yeah. who are dog lovers will love that. We have to get a place by February 1st, so fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, yeah, I hope it works out. And the other thing I would say is like Germans can be surprisingly old school. So if you find like a, a sort of village or suburb that you like, Honestly, just printing out, again, like a photo of yourselves, a little like description of yourselves and what you're looking for. And you hang it up with, you know, those slips where you can like tear off a slip of paper and it has like your email address on it or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that in my local grocery store. And that is how families with kids find apartments. It's how people sell cars. It seems weird to me coming from a more digital place, but it's really normal here. And a lot of people there because they as a landlord know, hey, if I list this online, I'm going to get 600 responses in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. try these other more old school ways first where they they look at their stores or they they list it kind of locally and see if they can find someone that way. Yeah. My friend Julius also said that if you put an ad inside the newspaper, yeah. you can get a lot of people that interact with, with that. For sure. Yeah. It sounds so bizarre to our American ears. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, especially if you have this this local friend who can like proofread a sentence or two if you want to print it out and put it on a sign or if you want to put it in the newspaper, I'd say just give it a go. At the worst, you have a funny story. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Oh, I was also going to ask, how do Germans feel about dogs? Because I do see a lot of dogs around here, but I feel like every country has, or even every state has like a different relationship with pets or animals. I would say Germans take their dogs very seriously. I mean, as Germans take most things. (laughs) Um, So you will find that almost every dog, they've been trained at a school. Like dogs go to school and learn how to be good dogs. And then my dog needs that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it has a lot of pros and cons. So, like, for instance, you'll see a lot of dogs running around without a leash on, but they're so well behaved that it's okay for the owners to do that because they know that the dog will come back when they're called. They know that they'll stop at the end of the road, all that kind of stuff. The downside is they're not as friendly dogs. So like, it's not a given that you can run up to someone's dog and pet it. It's Mm -hmm. more appropriate that you ask the person, hey, can I pet your dog? Or like the the simplest German way to say it is darf ish, which just means may I? And they'll understand what you mean. Yeah, darf, D-A-R-F, and then ish. Darf ish. 
yeah, perfect. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then that sort of makes everyone involved feel more comfortable. And then, yeah, and then you can go ahead and pet the dog. So for me, that was an adjustment because I love just going up to strangers' dogs and saying, hi, little buddy. And, you know, <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying maybe like add an extra hesitation there. <laughs> My dog's a little bit shy, though, too, when it comes to other people. So it, act- it kind of makes me feel better knowing that people will ask first, but he will bark. He's very just like, don't put your hand in my face. <laughs> I yeah, can understand yeah. how dogs are I think like he'll that. feel comfortable here then. Yeah. And the other thing about dog culture is I love this. They can go almost anywhere. You can oh. take it like even if it's not listed as a dog friendly bar or restaurant, you probably can. Most of the time they're completely fine with it. Even on the trains, there's like a special ticket on the on the tram that you can get for a dog and I think you're gonna love that part of having a dog here is like it it can just be your buddy he just comes with you on your day (laughs) see that's something that is so cool my dog has a little bit of separation anxiety and he's my best friend (laughs) so (laughs) um, especially moving somewhere where you're lonely you know I'm really excited for him to be here and to take him with me places so we do have friends who live in Amsterdam and they say that they take their dog on the train to Paris like all the time and it's just so friendly to bring dogs around. So I'm excited to travel with pistachio. Yeah. And a great name for a dog too, by the way, first off generally, but second off, it's a, <laughs> it's a word that the Germans will also know and be able to say in their own way. And so good good choice. I mean, you didn't know back then, but good choice of name. <laughs> I was training him to be an international, you know, international dog. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm curious what, what um, things, because one of my questions was like, what are things that you wish you knew when you first moved here? So, so I, I know you have some stuff written down. Okay. This is a f- kind of silly one, but have you seen the store called DM? D- oh, you know, I think I have. It's like a lowercase D and M. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, best place ever. Go in Ooh. and love it. <laughs> it's just like a pharmacy, kind of like a CVS, Walgreens type thing, but way better. Like on mm. the level of like a Target, but different products. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, and it's, it's just really affordable. They have their own like organic line that's still really affordable. So you can try out all these cool things. Um, it's not huge. So it's never going to be like an overwhelming experience. It's just small, simple. But I would definitely say like if you're looking for a little adventure one day, just stroll in into a DM and, and look around. And it's also a fun way to learn German. I remember <laughs> I would go and try to buy like conditioner and then buy the wrong thing and have to go back oh, yeah. and buy it again. And it was still the wrong thing. But whatever. Okay. It was fun. And got to see new things, try new well, things. Shampoo um, is shampoo, and conditioner is like a completely different word. Yeah, spulung with like a umlaut. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm dang. Maybe I even got the wrong one because I thought it started with a K. The one. That <laughs> but well, and that was one thing I was worried about too. Moving here is you know we all have our brands that we go to and that we're really familiar with, and there are some familiar brands here, but not a lot. So. That's actually very helpful to like, go somewhere where you're like, okay, there's some stuff you can experiment with, with and it's not too expensive. So, because I was curious, like, how would I know what to get? Yeah. You know? I, one, I'm not like a big product person, but the one thing I swear by, it's called Veleda. It's W-E-L-E-D-A. They're this Swiss brand. Um, they do only organic things and their products are just so high quality. Like their conditioner mm. is amazing and they have this amazing lotion just everything they touch is awesome so if you want to start somewhere that's my personal I'm writing that down because uh I definitely I can definitely use some advice on different things to to get so yeah (laughs) okay um 
that's just another big pro of living here too is like overall cost of things is is really low and yeah. high quality. So even if you go into like an Aldi, which is like the cheaper grocery store or Lidl and you buy non-organic, it's still going to be really decent quality because the EU has these laws about what is and isn't X, Y, and Z. So like Hershey's chocolate is not the same here as it is in the US because what they sell in the US does not meet the standard for chocolate in the EU. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, I just did a video about that for the social medias. And it's it, it's interesting how it's like 10% is how much cocoa has to be in something considered chocolate in the US and it's 20% in Europe. Yeah. They use different like creams and stuff like that. And um, I, I did, I was asking people what they thought was better, like either American or European chocolate and hands down, it was just like a landslide. Everyone's like, European chocolate, so great, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So, and I agree, yeah. I've eaten so much chocolate here. So. Right. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of Oreo things here. I was surprised. Or maybe I'm just seeing it because I like Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Oreos for sure. There's like certain random brands that they just get so into, like Philadelphia cream cheese. Yes. They have a whole wall. Their grocery stores here are small, but they will dedicate a whole dang shelf to every version of Philadelphia cream cheese oh. you can imagine, and then several you can't imagine. <laughs> I have I have Philadelphia cream cheese in my fridge right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, see, they put it on everything, on sandwiches. <laughs> well, it's funny because like as ve- adventurous as I claim to be and I think that I am, it's so weird how I go into um, a grocery store or somewhere and I see a brand that I'm familiar with. I'm like, oh, automatically, like I know what this is and I'm going to buy it. I'm like, yeah. why am I not trying things that I don't know? <laughs> but. It's a process, though. I mean, actually, that's maybe another th- piece of advice that I wrote down is just like, go easy on yourself. Like, I'm also someone who I was like, I'm abroad now. I need to be doing abroad things, right? right. I need to become fluent in German yesterday. And mm-hmm. I need to be trying mm-hmm. everything exciting. Exactly. And honestly, moving abroad is one of the hardest things you can do. And especially this first, like, six months, year-long adjusting period, it's just... Some days it's the most amazing thing you've ever done. And some days it's like, I'm just going to cry in bed for four hours, maybe. Yes. <laughs> and that's just, you know, just know that that's a part of it. There's going to be highs and lows and it's that's completely okay. And it's okay to do whatever you are pulled towards in that moment. So, you know, if you just have like a, a week even where you're like, I just can't learn any new words or mm-hmm. yeah, you're in the grocery store and you're like, oh, cool. I know this product. Like, just go for it. You know, pleasure and and delight is important and a resource that you'll need in order to to have the strength to really adjust to life here. So keep that in mind as you as you go through things. And the other thing I wanted to say is I I think Germany can be a, a bit of a challenging country because the people are not unfriendly, but they're not friendly in the way that we as Americans understand friendliness to be. Mm-hmm. And that can just be tough and discouraging. And then you can feel like, you know, it's like the, am I the jerk question? It's like, you just feel like the jerk all the time. And you're like, oh no, just take it with a grain of salt. Like uh, that's where it's really helpful. If you have, you know, a tandem partner, you can go to and say like, hey, this lady at the cash register was kind of mean about me not understanding what she said. And any advice or like, has this ever happened to you? Because I've learned when I make a mistake, it's so hard to remember that it's not me and and if someone's in a bad mood they're going to be in a bad mood and it has nothing to do with me and so yeah. I think that's really important for like longevity yeah, <laughs> it's a marathon here <laughs> people wear their emotions on their sleeve more in terms of 
there's certain people that I would come across where I can see their annoyance in the restaurant was about to close and I asked to get something before it closed. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> but I get it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I guess I can relate to being at the end of a shift and wanting to just to go home and not to give someone a bagel. You know what I mean? So right, right. <laughs> they're just more honest about it. I just see it as more of like an honest culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And I've mostly found that um, German people are extremely kind and open. And there was, for instance, Mitch and I were going through the park one day and we saw some beach volleyball and people were playing, a group of people. And we just went up to them and Mitch plays, um, used to play beach volleyball in Hermosa where um, he was living before Germany. And we just started talking to them and they invited us to a WhatsApp group. And now we go to the park and you know, they play beach volleyball together and they're, they were so open and just like, yeah, come play with us, you know? And so it was, it was actually surprising with how open, like I wasn't expecting them to be as open to like welcome us into like the volleyball circle. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Germany is the best place to be if you have hobbies because they yeah. take their hobbies so seriously. They have clubs <laughs> dedicated to different hobbies. Like, yes. yeah, it's, a lot of, I think almost everyone that I have spoken to or that I know of has, is a part of like some club. That's another amazing way to make friends and meet people is just pick an interest, any interest, find a club for it. <laughs> and the other nice thing coming in as an English speaker is like, even if it's a German club, the chances that they would be open to having someone who's learning German, pretty high. Yeah, I have to say, when I heard that you were moving to Germany, I was like, you are the perfect person for this. This is the perfect place for you because you have so many interests and curiosities. And I think you're going to love that about here. It's like, so does everyone here. And they they mm -hmm. they really protect their time. Like, you know, part of the reason they're, they're so strict about, hey, no, we're closing is because mm -hmm. that person wants to get home and invest in their hobbies. <laughs> Heck yeah, I, I totally understand that. As so, yeah, I have, I'm very passionate about hobbies as well. So I can, I can respect that. And I have heard here, there's a lot of people who are into like foraging and foraging for mushrooms and so much so that if you forage for mushrooms, you can bring them into a pharmacy and people will, and they'll tell you if you're going to die if you eat them or not. <laughs> it's just amazing. so cool. It's just, it's just so many interesting things that Germany is open to or has that, you know, it's just not the same in America. Um, so really yeah. excited to explore more of that. I have to ask. So it's like almost a running gag on the show is I'm obsessed with the world's largest pig museum in Stuttgart. Yes. Um, there were like years there where I would ask anyone I met who had been to Stuttgart, who lived there, have you been? And everyone said no. And then I started to think I invented it in some kind of crazy fever dream because that place does not <laughs> feel like real, you know? And so anyway, I know you, you went or tried oh, to go. So, okay. The funny thing is you told me about it and I was insanely pumped. Like, Mitch was like, calm down. It's just a pig museum. And I was like, you don't understand. I no, love no, pigs. No. Um, so <laughs> we, we've attempted to go twice and oh both gosh. times it was closed. No. So we went one time and I enjoyed like all, they have these big pig statues and a big pig bus, like outside of it in the front of it. <laughs> and I enjoyed that. And then I became a second time and it was closed. I think it was some obscure holiday. I'm not quite sure. Um, but I'm determined at this point yeah. to check it out. So um, <laughs> I you have will, attempted to go. <laughs> you will love it. You have to report back. I, it's just the weirdest thing I've ever encountered. And I just, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pigs are just um, amazing creatures. So I'm really glad that they've dedicated. Do you know why? Like, I mean, there's pork everywhere. Like the main meat in Germany, for, for sure. sure. But other than that, do you know why? What I learned on my last visit is <laughs> I got a flyer and I read the history 
And it turns out that that building used to be a slaughterhouse. Oh, no. <laughs> Sad and this person in the area who had a huge pig collection. And then somehow, I, I, I forget how exactly it happened, but they somehow got permission to take over the building once the slaughterhouse like, closed or relocated, whatever. And they put their collections there and then they just kept growing it and growing it. That's and so one of the weirdest and maybe like, most uncomfortable aspects of it is they have a beer garden downstairs so after you go through all 36 or 32 rooms of pig things 32 rooms wow (laughs) it's like a a lot of dedication you can go down to the beer garden have a drink and eat pork products that are actually really good high quality because they're paired with like a local organic farmer all this other stuff they have like they they do clearly love and care Mm -hmm. about pigs but it's a bit dark it is. You see like all these little cartoon pigs smiling and it's just like, this way to eat us. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you get to talk to like a local farmer, they are the proudest people. They know so much about these animals and they really they really care about them. And I think you can tell and, and sense that and um, that, you know, it's not just mass production. It's like they, they actually prefer to keep things more ethical and local. I've definitely noticed that like even walking distance from our Airbnb currently, there are some really cool farms. Like there's a sheep farm that I can't stop visiting. Um, (laughs) Then we just went on another walk because on Sundays, everything's closed in Germany. So everyone will go out on walks. We've come across like other farms in that way with like mini horses and cows and all the fences are electrically shocked, so it's difficult to pet them, but like, in my mission to feed them acorns and pet them, yeah. so... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> yes. You can also often find these really cute little, like, either formal vending machines or informal vending machines where you just, like, take a product and leave a couple euro, and I really oh. love that about here, that there's such an open trust. I haven't seen those, but I'll have to keep my eyes open for that because I, I it's like the honor system, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I have two more like Stuttgart related tips. Um, the first is the public library. Have you been? Um, I have not. The one that's like that big white one with like all those levels. It looks like a prison. Yes. (laughs) I haven't been, but it's on my list. It's definitely on my list. The inside is world famous for architecture. I think the outside looks a bit like a prison, as said. The inside (laughs) is, is incredible. On top, there's a cafe and there's even a rooftop section. So you can get this amazing view of the city oh, and get so a little cool. fresh air. Oh, 100%. I want to visit. Like the inside looks kind of like a seashell. I don't know. I keep I've only seen it on Pinterest and in pictures. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that there was a cafe on the top. I, I'm like obsessed with cafes. My my last little plug is you would love Freiburg slash the area, the, the Black Forest. So the Black Forest spans between where I am in Freiburg and where you are in Stuttgart. I'm sure it's on your list, but I just have to second it. It's just miles and miles of beautiful nature, amazing animals, super nice people, lots of lakes in the summer that you can just relax in. Oh, so and nice. I think you would love a little getaway there. So oh, I'm so excited because there's so much history like within the Black Forest too, right? There aren't a lot yeah. of uh, um, the Brothers Grimm stories kind of based in that area? They they definitely are. There's even, um, I think there's like a fairy tale road you can follow. I think it might oh, be even further so north, but you can like follow sort of areas that might have inspired the stories. 
We're also famous for cuckoo clocks. Um, this is where they <laughs> historically came from. So it's just a really special area. And I think, yeah, I think it's something I'd, I'd heard about. Black Forest ham, Black Forest cake. I don't know. That's all I knew. And then I got here and was like, what the heck is this place? It's so like, it's not the big tall mountains like the Alps. It's it's lower, more forested mountains. And it's just so calming. And I think that's an amazing thing about Shukard is like, that's a day trip. Oh, and there's so many day trips you can take from here. And also like the train, the public transportation is incredibly easy to navigate. I was so intimidated by it at first. I mean, I've traveled with public transportation in Europe before, but it's always like weird when you're like, how do I get a ticket? And what if I don't know how to, where I'm going? And yeah, I was actually incredibly relieved and um, surprised to find that it's been so easy. And especially like um, going on day trips, like public transportation is so accessible. So yeah, and we're planning out to, to not have a car because it is actually a lot more expensive to have a car here in Germany. Mm-hmm. And like, why not interact with public transportation? And another thing that's great, Germany has a lot of car sharing programs. So for instance, there's one that I'm in where you pay 30 euros to sign up and that's it. And then anytime that you use the car, you pay some pretty low amount for mileage and whatever. And um, you just check the car out at the morning, give it back in the evening or whenever oh. you're done. And that's it. So I've, I, in five and a half years, I've never owned a car. And if I need it to get somewhere that I couldn't get with public transit, um, you can just do that. And it's, it's incredible. I, I love that so much because you can't really get that in the US, at least most parts of the US. And I think that's an amazing thing to soak up while you can. Ooh, well, what was the name of that? The one I use is called, it's, well, the English translation is Green Fleet. It's Grüne Flotte. Thank you. I appreciate all the advice, by the way. This is like helping me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very happy to. I mean, it's the kind of thing, it's like almost like when people say they plan a wedding and then they never use the information again, you know, adjusting to Germany was the same way. I'm like, I learned so much that is not helpful for almost anyone (laughs) yeah so I'm very happy that uh, I'm very happy to give on whatever I've learned yeah so I'll I'll type that to you later um but it's a great service and I think with that you you're never gonna miss a car and then riding the train is just also just beautiful we're planning to potentially do a train trip to Paris soon and so I'm really excited to um go on the train potentially with pistachio if he comes (laughs) and uh yeah just like have that experience so like a harry potter train is what i picture (laughs) yeah oh my gosh okay another train ride that you have to have to have to do go down to like northern italy i mean so the train route that i'm thinking of went from basel switzerland to um, milan italy and i actually was taking it on the way to rome so you can go on further to to italy from there but that Mm. section of the train ride from basel to milan i could not believe that this was like my transit. I was like, I, I should pay someone extra for these views. It is Ugh. insane, especially in summer, like turquoise water, steep, steep mountains. You're going like right along the Alps and you have just an incredible view. And I was there with friends. We were sitting there. You can, you know, you can drink wine in public on a train as long as you're being responsible. So we had a little (laughs) picnic, we had wine and we were just looking out the window, like trying not to cry and like joy (laughs) of how is this my life and how is this my commute right now to vacation? (laughs) Traveling to different countries because Germany is so, you can access so many other countries from, from here was one of the main reasons why Mitch and I chose Germany and why we are so excited about it. I mean, so far I'm loving Germany. I mean, I'm only gonna, probably going to love it more the more I explore and get to experience being here. I'm really happy for you guys that you guys got to kind of start your lives living together and moving forward together as as expats in Germany. I think it's going to be a great time. But okay, I'm going to cut us off because otherwise I'll just keep talking about all the cool things you can do in Germany. <laughs> it's time to round the corner and head to home with the ending segment, which is called Zack, Zack, Zack. 
So it's a rapid fire question round where I ask you three questions that you answer without thinking it, overthinking it. Just go with your gut. Are you ready? Yes, bring it on. (laughs) All right. What is the best food that you've eaten since arriving in Germany? Ooh, uh, the food is so good here. But the first thing that comes to mind is the gunk noodle. I can be butchering it. It's like a basically, I'm sure you know what it is, like that big puffy, um, almost like steamed bun. And they have jam inside of it. And they have like the vanilla and poppy seeds. Am I saying it right? Gunk noodle? Uh, Dumpf. 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 Okay. Darn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donk noodle. Um, yeah. That was like one of my favorite things during like the Christmas festivals here. What is one food that you are deeply longing for and missing back in the U.S.? Mexican food, because especially in Southern California, I mean, it's one of those oh. things where you kind of can't replace it. Yeah. And I will say what's funny with the Mexican restaurants here is like, first off, they'll often be Tex-Mex and then second off, they're Tex-Mex in Germany. So you get this weird German flair to a lot of the things. There's probably sausages in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also cannot do spicy food at all. So it has like no heat to it at all. <laughs> That's so interesting. I actually never really thought about that. I haven't seen a lot of spicy food here. They don't have a high tolerance for spice. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, and finally, what is one place that you are so very excited to visit? Ooh. Mm, I really want to visit Italy from Stuttgart. Mitch is Italian. He has like an Italian background. So um, just visiting there, I feel like would be, it's so close and so accessible. So tack on that train ride to it instead of flying. Right. I wrote that down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I must, I must travel from here. (laughs) And the last question of all is where can people find you? Uh, Yes. So all my social medias are It's Kendall Long. And um, yeah, I do TikTok videos, Instagram stuff, mainly about science. And I've actually been doing a lot of stuff about Germany just because there's so many curiosities from living here. So um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Thank you so very much for coming onto the show. And one more time, a big welcome to Germany. I, um, I think Stuttgart is very lucky to have you guys. Thank you so much. And honestly, your advice has been extremely helpful. So I'm very appreciative of uh, you having me on here and being able to like pick your brain. <laughs> Thanks one more time to Kendall for coming onto the show. I've linked to several of the resources that I mentioned throughout the episode in the show notes, and I've linked to Kendall's Instagram and TikTok. Definitely go give her a follow for all of her fun science content and all of her really cool German content. It is so fun getting to see this country through her eyes. While you're at it, make sure you're following me on Instagram at The Expatcast, and you can find me online at TheExpatCast.com. If you liked this episode, you can give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, and please leave a review and subscribe if you're not already. As always, I want to thank Amy Lange Art for the logo and Side Hug for the theme music. They're on Instagram at a hug from the side. On Thursday, I'll be back in your feeds with an interview with someone who moved to Germany while working in tech in the late 90s. Until then, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay safe. This done. Cheese.